0: Hi, everyone. My name is Savannah Anderson, and thanks for joining our podcast coming out of Fort Hay State University. I'm here with Kaylee Schull, a 76-year-old woman who has been diagnosed with Lewy Body Dementia. During this interview, we will be just discussing the biology, history, current issues of dementia, and how hard it is for people to live their life when dealing with this disease. Kaylee, please tell me about yourself and what it's like living with this disease.
1: My name is Kaylee Scholl, and I'm 76 years old. I was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia this last year. LBD, according to the National Institutes of Health, is, quote, a disease associated with abnormal deposits of a protein called alpha-synuclein in the brain. These deposits, called Lewy bodies, affect chemicals in the brain whose changes in turn can lead to problems with thinking, movement, behavior, and mood, end quote. Because I did not see my general physician for over six years, I honestly did not notice anything out of the ordinary in my day-to-day lifestyle. I also am getting up there in age, which often leads to a little forgetfulness every now and then, so that is all I chalked it up to. However, when my support system started noticing oddities in my behavior, such as taking my two dogs on a walk very late in the night and wearing my house clothes and slippers outside, they thought it was best for me to see my general physician again.
0: Kaylee, I'm so sorry to hear that you've been diagnosed with Lewy body dementia. Can you elaborate on any symptoms you have been dealing with after being diagnosed and how you manage these symptoms?
1: Thank you, Savannah. It has not always been easy, but I value my independence, so I was willing to put in work to be able to have as much independence in my lifestyle as possible, and that required sacrificing some things in my day-to-day for my safety and my health. My symptoms have mainly been a lot of forgetfulness, along with some body and muscle aches. The body and muscle aches prevent me from doing things like taking out my trash, really cleaning up my house, and sometimes tending to my chickens. Forgetting things has been my biggest struggle because I am not always aware that I am forgetting them. Walking my dogs late at night in my slippers raised a lot of red flags to my support system. But to me, it was just another walk, the same that I take my dogs on every day. And at the time, I felt what I was doing was my business. Managing my symptoms took putting a support system in place and allowing them to help me out. And also coming up with a health care plan with my general physician to make sure I'm getting the proper care that I need with this disease. Well,
0: I'm so glad that you have a support system in place, Kaylee, and I'm sure it makes the world of a difference in your life. If you don't mind, I want to share with our listeners some information on dementia.
1: Sure, go ahead.
0: Dementia is a very general term when it comes to brain pathogens. Branching off of dementia, we get diseases like Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporal dementia, and mixed dementia. According to the Mayo Foundation for Medical Education and Research, quote, Dementia is caused by a damage to or loss of nerve cells and their connections in the brain. Depending on the area that's damaged, dementia can affect people differently and cause different symptoms, end quote. Researchers cannot find all the causes of Alzheimer's disease. However, they are sure there is a mutation of three genes that have been passed from parent to child. One important gene that has been found to increase the risk of Alzheimer's is alipoprotein, E4, also known as APEO. People with Alzheimer's have plaques made of protein called beta amyloid and tangles made of TUA proteins on their brain, which damages healthy neurons and fibers connecting them. When it comes to vascular dementia, vessels that support blood to the brain are damaged, like damaging fibers in the white matter of the brain, which can cause symptoms like memory loss. Kaylee, do you remember what happened to uh, the br- what happens to the brain when it comes to having Lewy body dementia?
1: Yes, I know that Lewy bodies are clumps of protein that also look balloon like. They are found in the brain. I also know that they're are found in patients who have been diagnosed with parkinson's disease and alzheimer's disease i also remember being told that this is the most progressive type of dementia doctors have told me that i could have hallucinations problems with focusing and even acting out my dreams while sleeping almost like a sleepwalking type of thing which makes sense why i could have been walking my dogs late at night savannah are there any other types of dementia and why do people get these other types
0: Yes, we also have frontotemporal dementia, which is a breakdown of nerve cells and their connections in the front, frontal and temporal lobes of one's brain. Another uh, dementia is mixed dementia, when it mixes two or more different types of dementias. Mixed dementia usually happens in patients 80 or older because they have more time to possess two types of dementia during the course of their life. Although we do not know what risk factors can lead to these different types of dementia, We do know that it is more common for the elderly community because it does affect the brain as people age. Kaylee, what stage of dementia are you in and what do you know about all the other stages?
1: Right now, I am in the early stage of this disease. My day-to-day life is not all that different. I struggle sometimes with bigger tasks or remembering names and dates of people and things. I require some extra help right now for certain things like rides to church and the doctor and making sure my house cleaning is staying up to date. But other than that, not much for me has changed yet. I know, however, as I progress into later stages of dementia, life will get more tricky for me. My general physician has also explained to me the signs and symptoms of the moderate and severe stages. He also explained that there is some overlap in the stages, so my caregivers and I will not be able to 100% tell once I have moved into the next stage. I know the moderate stage will require me to lose more of my independence because I will start forgetting bigger and more important things such as my personal history, how to do simple and everyday tasks, and there's a chance I'll start to wonder or get myself lost which could affect my health and my safety. In the late and most severe stages of my condition, my general physician has explained that I will most likely need to be completely cared for by someone else, maybe even in a facility, because by that point, I will pretty much have forgotten everything in my life, personally, emotionally, and physically. I know this disease will eventually cause me to
0: pass away. I cannot imagine how that must feel for you to know. This disease is truly awful.
1: I try to keep a positive outlook. I've lived a really good and long life, and life is full of challenges and obstacles we all have to overcome. Dementia is just one of mine.
0: That is awesome that you are keeping such a positive attitude. Do you mind if we briefly discuss some history of the disease to our listeners so they can fully understand this topic?
1: Of course. I've looked into the history behind it, and I would love to go into more detail about it.
0: The first case of someone who was officially officially diagnosed with Alzheimer was a woman named August Dieter born in 1850. August was starting to have symptoms of memory loss trouble sleeping and problems with language in her early 50s. In 1901 her husband took her to the institution for the mentally ill and epileptics in Frankfurt Germany after he she accused him for multiple times of being unfaithful and other disoriented symptoms. This is when August met Dr. Alois Alzheimer, a German psychiatrist and neuropathologist. Dr. Alzheimer's asked her what her name was, and she replied, "August." But when she then, but when he then asked her what her husband's name was, she answered by giving her name again. This made Dr. Alzheimer very curious and interested in her condition. A while later, Alzheimer's moved to the Royal Psychiatric Clinic and heard of August's passing and had asked if he could have her brain and medical history be sent to him so he can examine them. In the story of August Dieter, it quotes, His findings of her brain revealed abnormalities and extensive atrophy in the cortex, the outer layer, which is responsible for memory, language, ju- judgment, and thought in general. End quote. Alzheimer was in awe that someone of her age had those type of findings because they were usually found in patients in their 70s. He came to the conclusion of why august was acting the way she was we now know today she would have been diagnosed with alzheimer's and we wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for dr alzheimer's findings now that we know the f- about the first case of dementia being recorded kaylee can you tell us about the progress and discovery of dementia
1: of course like you said before in 1906 dr alzheimer discovered abnormalities in the cortex of the brain of august shortly after in 1915 Dr. Alzheimer died, but millions were put into extensive research and strived to understand neurodegenerative disorders, just like Alzheimer did. Shortly after, in 1931, Max Knoll and Ernest Ruska invented the electron microscope. This allowed researchers to look into brain cells a lot more closely, which has allowed scientists and doctors to diagnose and look into further research when it comes to brain pathogens. In 1968, researchers developed the first measurement scale for cognitive and functional decline, which has led the way for other cognitive scales to be invented in the future. In 1974, the National Institute of Aging was established by Congress, which supports Alzheimer's research. In 1984, George Glinner and Kane Wong identified beta amyloid, which is the biggest protein causing brain plaques and triggering nerve cell damage. This allowed researchers to work with the protein and research why it attaches to the brain and causes plaques. In 1987, the first Alzheimer's drug was put to a trial. The drug was not to get rid of the disease, but to deal with the symptoms of it. A little later in 1993, the FDA approved Cognex, which is the first drug to really target the symptoms of Alzheimer's. This eventually led to multiple other drugs being approved in the next 10 years. In recent history, there was a $350 million increase for both dementia and Alzheimer's in 2019. This has led to more research and studies being funded to help figure out these diseases. Now that we know the history of the Of the disease dementia savannah what has been the response of humanity when it comes to dementia
0: as most people know dementia has been around for a long time but it seems like we hear about people having some form of dementia more and more every day with dementia being around for so long we have we have had lots of time funding through the government that goes to research and studies involving dementia this has led to drugs being released to help patients with their symptoms of dementia. We also know the earliest signs of the disease so if we feel a loved one is experiencing some of the symptoms we know we should get them into the hospital. With this funding we have also learned of new tests that doctors can diagnose patients even with the earliest symptoms. We know that this disease ends up being pretty brutal for most loved ones to watch but nurses, caregivers, Nurses and caregivers are becoming a lot more understanding and compassionate when it comes to taking care of a patient with dementia. It is sad, but it seems like more people are starting to get dementia. However, we do have the resources and research to make patients feel comfortable when they are going through it, and hopefully someday we will be able to cure dementia. Now that we have talked about the history of dementia and how we have dealt with it in humanity, Kaylee, what are some of the current impacts of dementia and should everyone be worried about getting dementia? Well,
1: I don't believe anyone should be truly living their life in fear of anything, let alone dementia, there are things people should be concerned about in relation to this disease. According to Alzheimer's Disease International, quote, someone in the world develops dementia every three seconds. There are over 55 million people worldwide living with dementia in 20." 20. End quote. 60% of people diagnosed with dementia come from middle to low class income, which has led to over $818 billion being spent on dementia. This disease is very costly because it is slow growing, but when it does get bad, most family members aren't able to take care of their loved ones going through dementia. Family members are having to spend thousands on caregiving facilities to make sure their loved one is being taken care of to their best abilities. It is very hard socially as well. In the early stage, most patients do not know when they are getting worse. This can lead to driving unsafely, getting lost, and just being angry in general. This can ruin friendships and relationships with loved ones in general if they are not understanding of their condition. When it comes down to it, people should be prepared prepared to either get this disease or take care of someone with it. I agree that people should be concerned. Right now, we do not know if there are any risk factors to getting dementia. It isn't like if you smoke, you might get lung cancer. People of all different backgrounds, races, and genders are getting dementia, but we do do not know why. We also do not have any cure for dementia yet. We do know that dementia does happen in the elderly community, but even the youth should be a little concerned of getting dementia when they grow old. Even though it is a disease that we see people get at the last times of their life, it is brutal and does take a toll on not only them, but everyone who loves them. That is why I believe people need to be at at the very least cautious when it comes to this disease. Savannah, I know we said we should be concerned about dementia moving forward, but how do you think we should deal with dementia in today's world?
0: Well, Kaylee, I believe people should be more informed on the topic. Like you said, this disease affects older population, but younger people should be able to pick out symptoms in their older relatives or people they are close to and should understand signs that could eventually happen to them someday as well. There is no definitive answer on how to prevent dementia fully. Factors range from old age, environment, genetics, and lifestyle, which makes it impossible to understand because the disease can still affect perfectly healthy people who are just older in age and have just the right combination of genes to develop dementia. It is hard for people to deal with with a disease that's their that there's no scientific facts on how to completely prevent it from occurring. This is why I refer back to people just being informed on dementia signs and symptoms and what people can do to offer help to those suffering from the disease. To our listener, listeners out there, if you know or are taking care of someone with dementia, the best thing to do for them is to make sure you are taking care of yourself because you cannot help them to your best ability if, you're neglecting your own, personal, or your own physical and mental health needs. Other important things you can be doing to help are reducing frustrations, creating a precise, precise schedule, making sure they're in a safe environment, and being flexible and understanding with them. Those things, according to the Mayo Clinic, are some of the most critical things a person with dementia needs in their everyday lifestyle.
1: I 100% agree with you on the importance of educating people on dementia. After all, it is a very common disease affecting people in our world today. Luckily for me, my neighbors and people that cared for me started noticing my odd behavior and got me to a doctor to be diagnosed before I put myself in harm's way due to my dementia. Other people with dementia do not always get so lucky.
0: I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too, on your opinion of future research on dementia. Have you looked into any research on dementia? Or is it a hard topic for you to discuss considering unfortunately this research will not help your health in any way i know that i have looked into some research on this disease but i am interested in what your thoughts are if you care to share it can be hard for me sometimes
1: knowing yes this disease will eventually take my life but honestly no it does not bother me to discuss this because i get hope for people of younger generations when i look into the research on dementia Hope that maybe someday doctors and scientists will have a way to eradicate this horrible disease and save so many future lives. The main research I've looked into is on risk factors for dementia. Did you know that 80% of people with dementia also show signs of cardiovascular disease, leading me to wonder about the condition of my own heart? I've never had a super heart healthy diet, and some researchers suggest a healthy heart can lead to a more healthy head in the later years of your life. Another aspect I've looked into is people who have a certain genetic mutation who end up developing early-onset dementia. It is inevitable for them if they have this mutation, leading me into certain prevention studies I have looked into that are occurring right now. Two I'm familiar with are one that is being conducted by the Dominantly Inherited Alzheimer's Network, which is focused predominantly on people who have the genetic mutation that causes early-onset dementia. This clinical trial focuses on using antibodies to try to reduce plaque buildup on the brain. Another study I've seen research on is a clinical trial called A4, which tests antibodies in people's ages. 65 to 85 to see if this reduces their high risk of the disease the use of antibodies to reduce plaque is the main kind of resistance i've i've seen being used in trials i've looked into while these studies are not going to help me any i do help, hope they help somebody somewhere someday
0: thank you for sharing that i really admire your positive outlook on your situation and i'm glad that this research gives you hope I know it certainly gives me hope as well that someday a cure or treatment will be discovered and dementia will be a thing of the past. Thank you for having me on this podcast today.
1: I'm really glad we got to share all this information with people out there listening.
0: Thank you for coming in today, Kaylee. And of course, thank you to all of our listeners tuning in. Have a great day.